1: Thanks for checking in. It is Follow the Money here on v Sin the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Matt Humans, Paulie is out for the week, and we are live in downtown Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino coming up in five minutes. We'll have a full breakdown of uh, the Rocket Mortgage Golf Tournament with Jeff Seeley. I think it's going to be tricky for him with all the prices at the very top and how it is. He doesn't like taking, like, guys at plus 725 or 10 to 1. Oh, no. Some of us do. No, Exactly. So I find out uh, how Jeff is handicapped in the tournament. Updated numbers now, Matt. After last night, uh, Giannis goes down mm. with a bad injury. Don't know how severe uh, that injury is as of right now. There was one reporter for SI last night who said, according to sources, the Bucks are absolutely fearing the worst, uh, thinking it's a bad ACL uh, injury. So they lost the game. They're tied at two apiece. I'm looking right now. The Bucks are favored by 4.5 points. The total is two twenty. In Game Five, the series goes back to Milwaukee. Trey Young, I'm guessing, will play in that game. Only a guess.
2: I, I think uh, I think it's an educated guess that he'll play because he, he was scratched an hour before last night's game. As you and I talked about, that indicates he was close to playing. Very last yes,
1: night. yep, yep. And I'm going to say that Freak's going to be out again.
2: I think that's also a, a smart, smart guess. If, so, there, if there are rumors that he's got or reports that he's got a severe ACL injury, he's not coming back in two days. No, no, I don't think he's going to come back in this series. But again, we're we're speculating as far yeah. as that goes.
1: Sure, the total is two twenty. We each like that under. That's oh, yeah. too high of a number. And then when you look at the adjusted odds to win the NBA title, the Suns
2: now moved to a dollar thirty four favorite. Mm. Followed by the Bucks at plus three thirty. You think about it, the Suns are in uh, a pick'em game against the Clippers, and they're odds-on favorites to win the yeah. title. Yeah. yeah, right. But they would have Game Seven on their home floor. Hawks if, are if plus five
1: fifty, and Clippers are plus six fifty. Sorry, cut you off.
2: I think it's hard to bet the Bucks at this point no, because no we're, we're watching the uh, the footage right now of the freak laying on the floor in Atlanta last night, clutching his knee, and it does not look good now. A lot of times, basketball players exaggerate their injuries, kind of like soccer players and flops. They they lay on the floor and roll around like they've been shot, and then they get up and they're running like a deer 10 minutes later. Uh, It looks to me like the freak is going to have a hard time coming back within a week.
1: I concur. I concur. And the Hawks' role players, or call them whatever you would like, the others they stepped up. They played well last night without Trey Young. That can happen in a one game situation, two game situation kind of deal. It's hard to sustain that. It is. It is. Absolutely. I do think that the Bucks, if they're going to be without Giannis, he's a much bigger loss, in my opinion, for a game or two or three than Trey Young is for the Hawks. And I'm not saying that because the Hawks looked good last night. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that because Trey Young doesn't provide anything on defense. He's a
2: one way player.
1: Absolutely. He's awesome on offense, gives you nothing on defense. And Giannis is one of the best two-way players in the entire
2: league. Well, he brings so much more to the game. Not to Trey Young's not a big loss for the Hawks. They were sure. able to overcome that last night. But, uh, you know, he's looked at one at times like a one-man show offensively for Atlanta. But you said it. They had guys step up last night. Lou Williams, who's usually a six-man, steps up with 21 points. Yep. Uh, yep. But that's probably not going to happen game after game after game. It's hard to count on that happening from the Hawks consistently.
1: Jeff Seeley's best bets of the Rocket Mortgage coming up
0: next.
2: This is Brent Musburger, and here is your V action update. Now,
0: here are the latest lines from My Guys in the Desert. Shohei Atani, after a two home run effort and a loss yesterday to the Yankees, takes the hill in the Bronx today with a three and one record and a 2.58 ERA. Angels are a dollar 20 dog against the Yankees minus 130, 9.5 flat the total at Yankee Stadium. NBA Western Conference Finals, Game 6, Staples Center today. Clippers hosting the Suns. The game of Pick'em, total 214. Kawhi Leonard remains out for the Clippers. NHL Stanley Cup Final, Game 2. Lightning, a $2.10 home favorite against Montreal, plus 185. The total is five. That number is shaded to the under. Be sure to check out our new betting splits feature on vcin.com before you place your next bet every day. We're posting the latest splits for games, the current odds, and what percentage of bets and money being placed on each game. Go to vSin.com and check out the betting splits plus live odds, line moves, and game analysis. Makes vcin.com the best place to visit before your next bet. With your action update, I'm Mike Sennett. Get the latest VSN odds at VSIN.com. And remember, cashing tickets is what it's all about.
3: It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Boss, and Polly Howard.
1: Baseball season is in full swing, so it's the perfect time to work on cashing tickets every day. Our VSN experts. Give you all the tools to make the most of every baseball bet, including live odds and analysis for every game on vcin.com slash MLB and our daily members only best bet emails. Now is the time to start your free trial and take advantage of all the betting opportunities this baseball season again at vcin.com slash subscribe. We'll talk to our buddy Andy Jeff Seeley on the golf tournament mm. coming up here in a second. Have you bet anybody yet?
2: Yeah. In fact, we'll get to that in pocket. But I did bet okay. uh, Webb Simpson at 27 to 1. Excuse me, 21 to 1. And uh, Joaquin Neiman at 27 to 1. My guy, Joaquin. Joaquin, yeah. I'm going to stick with him one more week. But Webb Simpson's a guy I think profiles well here. And uh, we'll see what Jeff. Da- uh, excuse me, we just talked to Jeff Davis. We'll see what Jeff Seeley thinks. I think uh, Webb Simpson's a guy Jeff Seeley often likes. Oh, he
1: does. Yeah. He likes him quite a bit. We'll find out uh, the numbers that he was seeing on Web. Jeff, good morning. Good to talk to you as always. How are you today?
3: Hey, fellas! Good, great to be here. And uh, we, boy, what a what a fun finish we had last week on T- I mean, the PGA Tour. Delivers every week, man, and <laughs> last week is no
2: exception. That's yeah. the truth. That Circus Sports, by the way, uh, the winner Harris English was at forty-two to one. Yep. It took him eight holes to beat Kramer Hickok in a playoff, and Hickok was at four hundred forty to one here at Circus Sports. <laughs> Pretty wild. Oh, no, it,
3: was, it, it, it was crazy. And I, I mean, I got, I got um, English 15 to 1 Saturday night. So, I mean, it's just been tremendous.
1: Yeah, and that was something that you sent out on your tech service, which people can sign up for as well. And uh, uh, obviously, download subscribe to the podcast as well. It's called the Cutmaker Podcast. Jeff does it every single week. Well, uh, we were just talking about this briefly with Jeff Davis here at Circus Sports. Tell us overall about the course and the tournament.
3: Yeah, so they, I mean, the Detroit Golf Club is really—it's it, going to be a shootout, guys. It's, an, it's a short course, um, and the last few years we've seen really low scores. Nate Lashley won at 2500 two years ago. Bryson Hammered here last year. But really, what's been really interesting in a course that you 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 would think is just short, you would really think that just bombing it out there would be the only thing that matters. And while it helps, putting is super important here. You've got to have a hot putter, or you will not contest.
1: Okay, so then, like we said this too, leading into this, you don't like picking off guys at the very top of the odds board. Nobody really does in golf. Uh, and this week it's extra tricky, though, right? Because you look at it, and Bryson's around like plus 725 or plus 750. Hell, Patrick Reed's the second guy on the board. By far and away, the best number I saw on him at any point was like 15-1. to one. I think he's below that at many,
2: many spots. Circa's got 15-1 to one Do they right 15
1: now. 15-1 still? Okay. Yeah. But overall, right, this is like it's a tricky one at the very top to look at.
2: Yeah, you know, there's
3: no question. I mean I, I can't bet prices at seventy fifty. I like Reed. He's eleven to one on DraftKings. Fifteen to one at circa, I'd actually think about it. Um, of the other guys that are twenty to one or lower, the only one I'd have interest in is Webb. I saw him at eighteen to one on DraftKings. Matt, if you said you got him at twenty one, I'd consider Webb at twenty one for sure. Um, you know, I, I think some people might take a look at Jason Day at somewhere between twenty and twenty five to one, but it, I think there was a lot of fool's goal in his game last week. His underlying fundamentals weren't very good. I just think he got a little lucky, and then he, he fell off late. Now Will Zalatoris, probably get him around twenty-five to one. I saw him there on DraftKings. He can put it out there, but he's not known for being a strong putter. So there really isn't anybody that I'm super interested in under twenty-five to one.
2: Actually, uh, Day and Zalatoris each at twenty-nine to one right now at Circus Sports. How about Jason Kokrak? Who's a guy who's he's tremendously improved as a putter uh, this year, Jeff, and he won a Colonial. And uh, Kokrak is a guy I think you're going to look at this week, right?
3: Yeah, there's no question. I don't know what he is circa. I'm sure it's a great price, but I bet him at 28 to one on DraftKings. He's gained at least two strokes putting in eight of his last nine tournaments, and he is number one in this field in putting over the past 50 rounds. There isn't a chance in hell I would have thought I would have said that this time last
2: year. Right, right.
3: He has improved so much putting-wise. He's also gained off the key in eight of his last nine. He's gained on approach in eight of his last ten. That has led him to a win and three more top tens in his last eight tournaments. I was on him in the U.S. Open like a lot of others were in Bernda, and maybe that's why we're getting a good price. So. I bet him at twenty eight to one. You can probably get better than that, at circa. And I bet him top ten at plus two sixty as well.
2: You know what's interesting? I talked to a guy who works out at Southern Highlands Golf Course, and Jason Kokrak was practicing out there before he went to Tory Pines for the U.S. Open. Wow! And he uh, Kokrak told him before he left, he goes, "Well, I'm going down to Tory this week to get my butt kicked." Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> so he went there with no confidence and he got his butt kicked. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Uh, how about Cameron Tringali? Is that guy you're going to look at this week? Uh, you know, yeah, I... Go ahead, Matt. No, you go ahead. You got
3: it. So, yeah, he, he grades out highly, but I he, he can't win. I mean, <laughs> I played him plus 400, top 10. He's really good with the short irons and his putter can get hot. He's gained six strokes or more in two of his last six tournaments, so... He can get hot. He just can't close the deal. So I did bet him top. I uh, bet him top ten plus four hundred.
2: All okay. right, Max Homa won in uh, Los Angeles earlier this season. Beat Tony Finau in that playoff, and it looked like there was no way Finau could lose. Uh, but Homa this week fifty-five to one at Circa. Would you look at Homa in uh, in this tournament this week in Detroit?
3: Oh wow, fifty-five to one is a tremendous price. Uh, that is a tremendous price. He grades out right next to Webb and, and my model. But 55-1 is a phenomenal price. He's been boomer-bust, guys. I mean, in his last 12 tournaments, he has six missed putts, a win, and four top tens. So he's either going to be in a hunt on Sunday or he's going to screw you. It really comes down to putting, and his putter can get hot. He's gained four strokes or more putting in five of his last 12 tournaments. So uh, all of the others, he's lost strokes putting. So if his putter gets going, you know you're going to be in it. If he's missing
1: putts,
3: you can just turn the TV off.
1: <laughs> and yeah, look at that difference, though. Four, you like him at forty-five; he's available here at fifty-five. Do you have any interest in uh, a guy, yeah, Ricky Fowler, or do you want to come through the, the speaker right now and uh, strangle me to death? <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh God! I mean, he is so tilting. And you know, the frustrating thing, is I said this on Twitter, like I can forgive myself for playing a guy like Rio, but man, what am I doing betting Ricky Fowler or playing Ricky Fowler drafted? I played him in every one of my draft team lineups last week, and he completely sunk me. So I am, I'm not going making that mistake again. I'm off Ricky Fowler, which means he'll probably win. Um, but I am going back to the well on Ryan Armour, guys. I, I played him top 20 plus 550 last week. Um, he's in a weaker field. He made the cut, but he, he didn't finish top 20. He faded on Sunday. Plus 450. I like Ryan Armour. Again, shorter course. Uh, he grades out number thirteen overall in my model. I just think easier course, easier field. Um, I'll take Ryan armor I'll go back to well plus four fifty top twenty.
2: Okay. You know, I'm curious, Jeff. Uh, rewind one week when uh, you do your model. Did Kramer Hickok pop up on any of uh, your <laughs> profiles as a guy who might contend last week? Seriously? He, no, I no he didn't. Honestly. Okay. No,
3: he he did mm. And 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 frankly, you know, some of those young guys. That's the nice thing that some of those young guys, though. Right? Is that you don't have a ton of good data on them, and they get hot, and they, you know, they they just get there. And, and um, you know, I think of guys. I'm trying to think of some other guys who kind of well, heck, for a long time, Max Homa didn't grade out well, and and, and you know, all of a sudden, Max Homa got it rolling. Kramer Hickok showed me a lot in that playoff, and I, I won't be surprised if he's you know a, a Max Homa type player who's a solid guy hmm. catches to the top ten here soon.
1: What would you need for the number to bet Bubba Watson this week after what happened to him, you know, uh, over the weekend?
3: I, I, can't even, I can't even imagine. I mean, imagine. I feel so sorry for the people who had Bubba tickets. He cost me a lot of money in my, my DFS lineup. Uh, I, I, was, I, was win, I was actually winning a tournament, and I'm like, oh, there's no way. I mean, all I got to do is have Bubba hang on, just not bogey out. I'm like, I got this in the bag. and Sure enough, he bogeyed. Out. I mean, I, I can't. I don't know where he's at mentally. You know, it was funny. He just, he kind of just shook it off, and I'm not really sure Boba cared that much. I I mean, I'm sure he cared, but the way he handled it, he didn't seem nearly as dejected as I would have been. I'd have jumped off the bridge.
2: I'm looking through these uh, long shot prices. This is the type of tournament a lot like last week, Mitch, where you had a 440 to one shot with a chance to win. Where you could see a long shot on the board on uh, on Sunday, Jeff. Would you rather? Bet Patrick Rogers at one sixty to one, or Maverick McNeely at fifty five to one this week.
3: I I like Maverick McNeely a lot. Okay, I mean he he grades out really well. I like Maverick McNeely a lot. Um, if I'm looking, you know, maybe some longer shots um, like Nick Taylor. What's Nick, what are you? What's Nick Taylor at circuit? He's probably one hundred and fifty or something. Nick Taylor grades out tenth in my model. Um, he's a guy I would take a look at. Maybe it's a huge bomb. Um, I I like Lanto Griffin. Lanto Griffin's probably a bomb uh, that you could throw out there. He's another guy. Um, he can contend. Uh, yeah, those. I would think those two guys really love some bombs. Nick Taylor and Lanto are guys I might look at. So you know, who knows? right?
1: How about Hickok at one hundred and twenty-five to one after last week? Yeah, it's gonna uh,
3: be. I mean, that's, that's gonna be tough to run it back, don't you think?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. So By so the way,
2: especially he... after eight playoff holes and. Yeah. You know, all the emotions he went through. Nick Taylor at 180 to 1 here at Circuit yep. this week.
1: Did yeah. you see? Cause yeah. you're, you're a fan, fan of uh, Ben On, right?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. I see his morning Twitter thing.
1: I, that's all I wanted to ask you about. But, so he got a, another morning tea time, and they asked him, because it happens to him evidently all the time, and somebody tweeted at him and said, Are you asking for this specifically? He goes, No, I never asked for it, and I bleep and hate it.
3: <laughs> and, that one, and then he just tweeted out this morning that they recognized and changed his tea time. Hey, what? Did he really? Yes, I just check out Nick's Twitter. I just re—I just replied to him. I go, great, give us to win now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I mean, and a great follow on Twitter too. He is such a great personality. I, I mean, I, I feel bad for the guy because he's really struggled last year. or So, hey, I met Nick Taylor. Note real quick, Nick Taylor's uh, second in the field in par four score on short par four scoring, which there's a lot of and he's 15th in the field at proximity from 100 yards to the short wedge. So that's a good bomb play. Nick Taylor's
2: a good bomb play. 180-1. to one. Mitch, you going to okay. bet it? Sure. Why not take a couple of flyers this week? You, you, I think you have to bet it at this point because if it hits and you're sitting here Monday saying, I can't believe I didn't bet Nick Taylor yeah. at 180-1. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, you you bet a lot of top five, top ten, top 20 type of stuff in matchups too. Do <laughs> you, play, you play the DraftKings fantasy lineup each week, don't you?
3: I do. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't miss out on that at all. Those are, those are a ton of fun, and, and what I like a lot in, in drafting, too, you, you know, I do my round-by-round matchup, and the beauty of the drafting CFS is you have round-by-round um, lineups you can do. So if your, the lineups are torched for the tournament, you can do one for round two, round three, and round four, and I've done much better on the, the daily ones than I have the full-tournament ones. Just because you have some intern stats, you can make some adjustments, and I've been highly profitable.
1: Very cool. Who do you like for matchups?
3: I played Tringali. We talked about Tringali. I yep. played him over Kisner. And then we do, you mentioned Maverick McNeely. I do like Maverick McNeely this week. I played him over Woodland, who's has struggling. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy that I would see McNeely even money over Woodland. Um I, I would thought I would have got plus money, but he's it, it, still graded out as a positive expected value. So I went McNeil over Woodland and Trigali over Kisner.
1: Okay, very good.
2: Follow him on Twitter at Cupmaker Jeff, or you can find him at the Knights Inn on the south side of Indianapolis. By the <laughs> either shop. way, either uh, way, sure. Okay. He's checking people in. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jeff, did you <laughs> did you uh, handicap the Irish Open this week, or have you looked ahead yet to the British Open?
3: You know, yeah, I've been I've started to work on the British Open a little bit, and it's it's interesting. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously I'm going to bet Kepka, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to find a reason to not bet Rom, and uh, and I'm struggling because he's going to be the favorite. He's going to be a favorite going in. He's going to grade out really well. Um, so I'm trying to figure out some guys up the board other than Kepka that I'll play because man, Rom, Rom looks tough to beat right now, guys.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, subscribe to the Cupmaker podcast as well. Available wherever podcasts. Uh, and you listen to those, all right, Jeff? Good to talk to you again, pal. Good luck this weekend.
3: Thanks, fellas. Take care.
1: Yep. There you go. Running down the rocket mortgage with uh, Indy Jeff Seely. Yeah, uh, he said, "Stay what away from golf handicaps." He <laughs> said, "If you could find Webb over twenty to one, he likes it." But where he's looking, he's like 17, 18 to one. So I got stay him away twenty-one to
2: one here at Circa. I bet it yesterday. Okay. I think it's still twenty-one to one right now. Yes, it is. My bet did not move the number, Mitch. Nope. Okay. I did bet Neiman, Joaquin Neiman, at twenty-seven to one yesterday, and it's now twenty-four to one at Circus Sports. But uh, Kevin Kistner, I played at thirty-five to one, and Matthew Wolf at thirty-five to one. But I think I bet both of those at the Westgate Superbook, slightly better numbers on those two players. But yeah, this this easily could be a long shot tournament like sure. we saw last week. I asked him. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say you looked at the. Our guy, Abraham answer unfortunately uh, slept through the first round on Thursday, made a big run, so he got up towards the top of the leaderboard on Sunday, but it was too little, too late. But you looked at that leaderboard on Friday, and the average golf fan, or just let's say just Joe Public, might not have even recognized any of the names of the top five or six players. That's right. Last week. Very true. You had no marquee names at the top. Yep. But by the end of the weekend, you had a couple guys – uh, surface up there, at Harris English, Bubba Watson. How about Bubba's meltdown on the back nine? So
1: I asked him what he would need to bet Bubba.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's taking a hard pass. What would you need to bet him? Because I'm looking right now
2: at some spots. He's around fifty here at Surkhay, sixty-four to one. I considered it to be honest. He was on my short list this week because at the U.S. Open at Tory Pines, he played really well until that's right Sunday. Uh, so he's actually in pretty good form coming into this tournament. Aside from a back-to-back Sunday meltdowns. But Bubba's playing, I think, some of the better golf we've seen him play recently. So he might be worth a shot at sixty to one.
1: Would you rather have a guy who melted <clears throat> down the previous week, or a guy like uh, Wild Bill Hickok who was in it, made a long run at four hundred and forty to I'd one? I'd rather have
2: a guy that melted down. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. it's too much of a letdown for Hickok to be to be that close. I to know. His first ever PGA Tour win, go eight playoff holes. It's heartbreak. It's heartbreak for that guy. It would have been his career highlight. So I think it's tough to bet him to come back the next week. Yep,
1: I would agree. Up next, we need to have a discussion regarding the regular season home run winner. Uh, and I made up a prop, including some players versus the field. How would Matt bet it? That's coming up next.
2: com studio at Circuit Resort and Casino. OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info. You need real-time bet tracking, live in-game odds and stats, all that more at OddsTrader.com.
1: I think today's a really good day to have a discussion on the uh, home run leader in Major League Baseball at the end of the year.
2: Don't you think right now we're seeing more homers for two reasons? One is the weather's warmed up. Yeah. You know, balls are going to fly farther in this type of uh, heat and humidity. And also, the sticky uh, substance crackdown in baseball, pitchers are not going to get away with the same level of cheating they did before, so you're going to see a lot more home runs now, right? Isn't it funny
1: how we're seeing some of these games now, really high scoring? Yeah. Uh, I I was tracking that on a daily basis. This is before the sticky stuff came down, right? A lot of days you'd go and find teams that would score one run or zero. You would have four or five examples every single day. They couldn't hit, couldn't score, nothing. All mm-hmm. these low, and uh, hence, Matt, I, I get it. It's Bieber and Cole. That first five total, like in April, was two and a half. Right. Two and a half. So the game is now it's changed in the middle of the season,
2: and uh, you know they gave up four runs in the first inning to the Red Sox on Sunday. Yeah, they
1: they changed yeah. their rules halfway through, and they're like, oh, "What? What are we doing here?" Mm-hmm. So now you're seeing ball. This is really like. It almost feels like the McGuire-Sosa-Bonds kind of three- or four-year run that those guys had where every year they're belting out 60, 65, 70-plus home runs.
2: Offense is good for the uh, game. I think it's good for fan excitement. It's just you know a little bit clumsy in the way the MLB is enforcing this. And I do think you've you've got to find ways to create a little bit more offense than what we saw in the first half, yep. right? The games were a little bit too dull, too low-scoring, and pitchers uh, cheating the way they were was uh, taking too much offense out of the game. Well, we'll just look what we're talking about here. And everybody's going to be talking about Shohei Otani, what he's doing. He's got 28 home runs. He leads major leagues. Vladimir Guerrero, 26. Fernando Tatis Jr., 25. Those are two of the most exciting young young stars in baseball. Kyle Schwerber is on a tear, Mitch. What's he got, Uh, 18 homers over the past 16 games, something like that? yeah. Ronald Acuna Jr. has got 21 homers. He's been kind of quiet lately, but he's a superstar. Mm-hmm. And Tatis has missed a ton of games so far this year. Tatis has missed 19 games, and he's got 25 home runs.
1: So, again, Otani, this, this stretch of baseball that he's playing right now, it seriously, is like one of the best two weeks of any baseball player ever. Yeah. And Schwarber's right there in terms of home runs anyway. But he's leading now by two home runs. Only two books that I know of have been doing this all year long the Westgate here in town, and William Hill, mm-hmm. where they keep an updated number every single day on the home run leader overall. And Shohei at Westgate is down to plus 350. That's the number where Schwarber's at now. Those are your two co-favorites at plus 350. Vlad is 5-1 to one at Westgate. Tatis, 6. William Hill, uh, Otani is 5-1. to one. They're down at the board a little bit more on Guerrero at 3-1. to one. Uh, Tatis is 5, and Schwarber is 12-1. to one.
2: So you're going to ask me what I would bet? I guess, as William Hill not taking much money on Kyle, Kyle Swerber, not much liability? I, that jumps out to me. Now I know he's going to cool off. There's no question. The guy can't keep any sort of pace similar to what sure. Kyle Swerber's done recently. So he's going to cool off. But I think if you're looking at a potential play here, Kyle Swerber at 12-1 to on William Hill would have to be the play.
1: Why not? With how hot he is? He's only three behind. Here's what I want to do. I want to ask you a couple of props. Maybe, maybe a book would put something like this up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If right now I asked you, here, here's the prop. You can have Vlad, Tatis, and Schwarber mm-hmm. versus the field. How would you bet that? Again, Guerrero, Tatis, and Schwarber versus
2: the field. I would take those three.
1: The field would include Otani, Acuna, and everybody else down the board.
2: Acuna's... Still a little bit injury-prone, and he's way behind right now. He's seven home runs behind Otani, five behind Vlad. Um, I think the problem with Otani, when you're projecting him to lead the majors and homers, it's still going to be the same thing we talked about at the top of the show. A two-way player like that's going to wear down. I think fatigue's going to be a factor for him in August and September, which is why I think his pace might slow. Now, you can make the counter-argument that, hey, when Mike Trout comes back, he's going to see better pitches, too. Uh, But I think it's going to be difficult for Otani to keep up that type of pace and pitch every fifth day. Okay, I like this prop
1: better. How about would you take Otani and Schwarber <laughs> or the field? <laughs> That's a tougher
2: decision. Uh huh. That's a tougher decision. What's the price on the field? This uh, is like pick him or what? Yeah, I'll make, I'll
1: make it a buck ten each way. Okay. Uh. In the field, you're getting Vlad, Tatis, everybody else. Jeez. I like to see book put that one up.
2: Can I have Schwerber at twelve to one? I'll just take. You that. Just take that one I'll instead. Take Schwerber at twelve to one. Sure, sure.
1: It's a great race. It really is. The uh, Yankees
2: probably wish they had Kyle Swerber
1: and Shohei Ohtani.
2: The Yankees really. whiffed on both guys. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. We'll get into our player props tonight. Suns Clippers uh, pivotal game six next.
2: Exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the largest offer of live in-play options. Bet River Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook, offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at playSugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Bet River Sportsbook. Download the app today.
1: Ohtani's home run prop tonight is uh, plus 340.
2: I would not bet it.
1: No, he's on the I mound not tonight? bet the yes. Yeah, and do you think the Yankees actually realize, hey, we're not going to pitch to him maybe?
2: I was thinking that last night. You know, Aaron yep. Boone and the Yankees just aren't very smart in some situations. With that short porch and right field and as hot as Shohei Ohtani is right now, why were you pitching to him last night? That's the point. When you don't have Mike Trout in the lineup pitch around him, Pitch around Otani. Instead, well, let's just serve up a couple of gopher balls and let Otani go deep, like it's a home run derby here at Yankee Stadium. I I really don't think the Yankees coaching staff really thinks things through, and that's a big problem. Yeah. After he hit the you first have to one, go into it with some sort of game plan. Yeah, sure. We're not going to pitch to this guy. Let's pitch around him. Yep. Yeah, right. Especially after he goes yard the first time. Okay, first time. you he might want to say day before.
1: Yeah. Are <laughs> they Are they asking each other like in the dugout? Is he hot right now? Otani
2: has he had a good couple of weeks? Because I haven't been paying attention. No, I think Aaron Boone just likes to chew on sunflower seeds and pretend to be intense. <laughs> pretend to be intense. Uh, was. That's good. I really don't know what. I really don't know what Aaron Boone does well. Do you?
1: I was a big fan of him last year when he came out. He was chewing out the uh, home plate umpire, and he's like, "These are these savages! Savages in the box, yeah. man! Come uh, on, what are we a, doing
2: here?" That was actually a good clip. That was yeah. good. But since okay. then... i give him that. Uh, okay, so... Will he be the first manager fired? I don't I don't think so. I think it's got to be Tory a little bit low. But we'll talk about we'll that. We'll give you
1: those odds coming up in approximately 10 minutes. So I'm looking right now at player props for this uh, Suns-Clippers game tonight. Paul George is 30-and-a-half. We pointed this out earlier. He's played by far and away the most minutes at this point out of any player remaining in the playoffs. What's the number again? Like 735. And number
2: two is Devin Booker At 605,
1: 605.
2: yeah. <laughs> yep. So and you that's know, why a lot of people on Twitter or a lot of critics in general just like to jump all over Paul George when he doesn't play well. You have to keep in mind this guy's carrying a heavy load for the Clippers with Kawhi out. And, you know, I've been critical of uh, Paul George, too, when he shoots poorly or misses free throws down the sure. stretch. But the guy has played a hell of a lot of minutes here in the playoffs.
1: I will say this about Barkley. Uh, I watched quite a bit, bit of that uh, show last night after the game.
2: That's a great show, by the way.
1: Yeah, It is. And, by the way, Barkley had the guarantee last night on the Hawks. What? Yes. Didn't he? Wait a minute. He put the Charles Barkley guarantee plus nine because he talked about it right before they went to the uh, arena. Oh, on the plus nine. On the plus nine. He goes, "Uh, give me the Hawks. He thought about it. He's like, the Barkley guarantee is the Hawks plus nine. And he puts his hand down on on the... Buzzer, well, if you
2: have to think about it and you're that hesitant, it's that's not a very convincing gear. <laughs> that's what
1: I'm saying. I'm like, he doesn't, does he like the game? I'm kind of confused. And actually,
2: here. after the last game, he said that the series is a wrap, it's over, and yep. the Hawks were not going to win again. That's right. He did say that, yeah, he did, he did okay. say that,
1: but he liked him last night plus a nine. He did say though, because some Clippers players came out, and I think you know, Boogie Cousins, who he's like, I don't, I don't get it, man. Uh, all these people that want to eviscerate Paul George, he's one of the best players to play the game, whatever. And Barkley, the look on his face was like. And he, was, he, he cursed a couple of times. And he just said, every player in the history of the league has gotten ridiculed. Sure. Of course, Paul George des- deserves to be on the hot seat when he doesn't play well. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I, I still hear about it. I never won a championship. I'm 6 almost 60 years old. I hear about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. And he pointed out at other players throughout <laughs> history who never won a title. And he's like, I came in the league with Michael Jordan in 1984. For the first seven years the guy was destroyed because he couldn't win in the playoffs. That's true. You know?
2: How that I turn out. S- I'm not sure he was destroyed. But that was one that was one way you could be critical of Michael Jordan. I don't know if he was destroyed.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm know. probably I don't know if he used the word destroyed, oh, but he's yeah. like he got he got, you know, people criticized him.
2: Michael Jordan was also leading the league and scoring a lot and doing yeah. things that, you know, you hadn't seen in the NBA, so but you know the other thing about Jordan, he was not really early in his career, and late in his career too. He's not a very good three point shooter. Sure. That was probably the biggest weakness in his game. But he could get to the rim whenever he wanted. Absolutely, he could. Was not a very good three point shooter.
1: But also, like he developed his game sure. where he could go mid range or the
2: threes be- became a lot better. He did. In the middle of his career, he was really good. Yep. Really good shooter. So anyway, player
1: uh, Paul George points prop tonight. That's a big
2: reason. Barkley never won a title as Jordan won six of them yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. yeah, and he never played with them, so right
1: hurts his chances. Uh, Paul George, 30-and-a-half tonight. Ooh, man, but he's playing again so well.
2: Yeah, I, I can't bet over 30 and a can I. No.
1: Now, it's a stay away or I Paul go George under that. Paul George has had
2: too many games where he just goes ice cold from the field.
1: I saw Devin Booker last night got to 28-and-a-half at one book. Uh, now this morning he's 27-and-a-half. And uh, his backcourt mate, Chris Paul, is 19-and-a-half. I'll tell you this. Th- the Suns need some scoring punch. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, you know, if their guards are struggling again tonight to go off, I-, I like Cam Johnson over seven and a half. I liked him last game, I think, tonight again off the bench. He has a spot in this series. He'll be open. He'll get some minutes. Um, they'll leave him open, too. He can knock. T- I like him as a player. He had a great bubble last year for the uh-huh. Suns. And when he gets the playing, t- playing time and – they, they go to him because some guy has to step up. Um, over 7.5 at minus 106, I think, is a good bet tonight
2: for Cam Johnson. Hey, I don't mind that bet. You know, I, I like to bet over those low numbers like that, too. We talked about it yesterday with P.J. Tucker. Yeah. What was the number on Tucker yesterday? It was 4.5. 4.5, and, and he was over that in the first quarter or first half, right? Yeah, yeah. He had eight points in the first half? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would prefer to bet over those low numbers like that. How about Marcus Morris? His... Point total, 13 and a half. Tonight. He had 20 in the first half. You he think did. he bounces? You think he's going to be a little quiet?
1: Well, I think I think tonight? 14 is uh, doable for him. Sure. But I also think this could be a Chris Middleton situation for him where uh, right both guys played so well in the previous game. I don't think
2: the shots are going to fall for him tonight.
1: No, like everything was dropping the other night. I think that kind of comes back to the pack here tonight in this game. But that said, 14 is still something that he can get to. It's
2: definitely a manageable number, even if you have a poor shooting night. I don't – Terrence Mann so – Chris Middleton bounced. He went from 38 points to 16. Did you uh, did you bet the the prop you were talking about Middleton under, the adjusted number?
1: I did not get, get down okay. on that. No. Because you were talking Kicked about putting
2: Middleton under a low number, right?
1: Yeah, I, I was, and I never got down on that, unfortunately. Um, one more here. Terrence Mann, who had that unbelievable game against the Jazz. Didn't do much
2: the other night. He did not. What, he and, had four points? Yeah,
1: and so – I don't know if like the usage rate's going to be there for him. The overall uh, touches will be there for him tonight. It's it was eleven and a half the other night. They did adjust it down to ten and a half here in this game.
2: I think Terrence Mann shows up tonight. You do? Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. You're on Terrence Mann. I like uh, Cam Cam Johnson.
2: Let's see how it turns out.
1: Okay. Uh, We will get into updated Major League Baseball division numbers. Coming up next, and uh, yeah, a peek at first manager fired odds in baseball, and uh, Matt's candidate to get the axe first. Coming up.
2: Sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app, sign up using promo code VSEN and get started with the only top rated sportsbook that matters. DraftKings, you can bet on it if you or someone you know has a gambling problem. Crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms. And conditions, again, that promo code VSIN.
1: We found some numbers globally of uh, first manager fired in Major League Baseball. Boone is actually the shortest shot on the board. Is he really? Yeah, plus 250. Your guy, Lavulo is a uh, 3-1, to one, and you what? think that he's gonna be, he'd be the bet that he'd make?
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't believe Tori Lavulo is still managing the D-backs. Uh, I, I, he seems like a good guy, but he's not a good manager. And you watch a lot of Diamondbacks, I a lot of Diamondbacks games. Of Diamondbacks you put games. up with the
1: uh, the muck here of yeah. baseball.
2: Yeah. The dreck yeah.
1: of Major League Baseball.
2: The, the D-backs are a sad case and yes. it, it's not just because of lack of talent, it's also they play for poor fundamental baseball. He doesn't handle the pitching staffs well. There's really nothing uh to me, he has no standout characteristic. that says man this guy's going to be a really good manager someday mm-hmm. I think he should be the favorite to get fired Mitch, look at how many games back the D backs are right now look how many games it have... stopped a twenty four game road losing streak yes they're they're thirty six
1: games below five hundred
2: that should that should not happen at this stage in baseball no matter that's what your lack of talent is on the roster? In baseball, you can find a way to win a game here. Sure you that. can. You don't lose twenty four in a row on the road if, if you got a manager who can motivate the team, and it was worth something. So Lavulo is a second choice. We we found these numbers floating around on uh, Twitter. They appear to be from an offshore book. Yeah. Aaron Boone, plus two fifty, the favorite to be the first manager fired. Lavulo second choice, three to one. Bud Black, four to one. Anybody else on that list you would consider betting?
1: I mean, Baldelli at 10-to-1. He survived the toughest part of the entire year, though, for the Twins. Sure. Um, I don't know if that, you know, I think if you go back, if we were doing this a month ago, I would say if Baldelli would have been 10-to-1 then, I would have said, absolutely, give Uh me a slice of 10-to-1. Not so sure, you know, as we have June coming up now, or July coming up tomorrow, that that's the best bet on the board. I would say probably not. I would change my stance on that, but... I mean, it has to be one of the top two, right? But did the Yankees, here's the thing again. Is, is Boone the number one guy that would have to go, or is it Cashman? And as you said earlier this week, you think it has to be both guys at the same time.
2: Well, I think Boone would go first, and then uh, Hal Steinbrenner and uh, the Yankees would have to make a tougher decision on Cashman. I think he's the most overrated GM in, in all of sports. If you look at the resources he's had and the uh, results They just don't match up, Mm -hmm. especially for the past 10 years. Uh, But, yeah, I I would definitely consider a house cleaning if I'm running the Yankees. How about Mike Schilt of the Cardinals? He took over from Mike Matheny a couple years ago and had a good initial run with the Cardinals. They made a surge after he took over. Since then, the Cardinals have been uh, mediocre at best, and he's 12-1 to on this list. I don't think Schilt's going to get fired, but – I'm not sure how much longer he's going to be Cardinals manager if they don't pick it up.
1: Yeah, here's the thing. That's exactly what I was going to say. They are eight games back at the Brewers right now. They're in fourth place. I don't think he gets fired during the season, but if they finish in fourth place of the Central, I wouldn't be surprised if we hear rumblings at that point. Eh, guy's in the hot seat, or in fact, you know what, we're making a move here.
2: Yeah, I don't think. If they finish fourth, the Cardinals in that division, I don't know if he's – I kind of doubt he's back for next year. It's a way I would lean as well. But I'm not saying he's going to be the first manager fired. I wouldn't bet on that. Yeah.
1: Okay, so all hell is breaking loose right now in baseball, though. The home runs are just out of control in a great way. Uh, can we expect some chaos over the next three months as we look at division prices here, uh, starting in the American League East? I have a nice ticket. See, here's the thing. Like, I have, I have two tickets on the Red Sox, and I could lose both of them. But I have a Red Sox uh, regular season win total bet to the under. Okay. I quickly changed that right away in the season, and I bet them to win the American League East at like 22 or 23 to 1. So they're leading right now. Pretty
2: good number, man. Yeah, like that's – that's. What, did you bu- bet that after the first month, would you say? No,
1: no, no. That was immediately in April. Okay. I can go back and check the date, but that was probably April 10th, 14th, something okay. like that. Um, and they are leading that division right now by a game and a half over the Rays – The Blue Jays right now are six back. The Yankees are seven back. Is there anything that you look at here, or is it a two-team race between the Rays and the Red Sox when it's all said and done?
2: Nah, nothing really, I think, worth betting in the East because it's kind of a coin flip right now between the Rays and the Red Sox. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think the Blue Jays are going to jump over both those teams. And the Yankees, what move can the Yankees make to trigger some sort of turnaround in the second half? Now, if you said... Well, Luis Severino is going to come back and they can make a deal for Max Scherzer. Hell yeah, the Yankees pitching staff will look great. But right now, Scott Boris says that Max Scherzer needs a contract extension before any trade happens. That's going to be a big money commitment that the Yankees would have to make. And I'm not even sure the Nationals are going to trade Scherzer now after this recent surge of what they've won, 13 out of 16. Uh, They're back in contention to win the uh, National League East. So Scherzer might not get dealt. So Mad Max, if he stays... In uh, D.C., what could the Yankees do that would make a dramatic difference in the second half? I don't see it. So really nothing I would recommend as a bet in that division right now.
1: Also, if you're talking about the Yankees making a move for starting pitcher. Why
2: why not the Red Sox? Red Sox should too. Yeah, they might make a move, try to make a move for Scherzer. They should. Absolutely,
1: yep. In the American League Central. Now the White Sox here are just, I mean, heavy, heavy favorites as you're looking at the board here. They're minus six seventy at DraftKings, minus five fifty-six at points bet, and minus six fifty at Bet MGM. You know, they've had a lot of injuries so far this year. They're mm-hmm. only two up of the Indians. Uh Cleveland, they are nine games over 500, and Cleveland is uh around the four to one plus four fifty range.
2: Yeah, that's the only thing I would consider is uh the Indians at about nine to two. Yeah. Nine to two, four to one. It, it, like you saying, it's hard to predict one of those teams to come from way back and win that division, but the Indians certainly got a pretty good shot. Sure. And if they, once, you know, once they get Bieber back,
1: right? Right. That should obviously, he, although he was not having, I know the strikeouts are there again, he was not having close to the same year he had last year. Right. He really wasn't. The numbers are, I mean, well, last year he was so good. He, was base, he wasn't quite DeGrom last year. But he was having that kind of a special season, and mm-hmm. this year the numbers were not exactly there for him.
2: I know what you're kind of getting at here. Every year in baseball, there's one team that comes from way back Absolutely. and makes a huge run in the second half. Nobody really saw it coming. We've seen the Oakland A's do it in the past. Which team is that going to be this year?
1: Sure, trying to find one of those teams down the board. And by the way, how you know, like the the sticky tack, how it could affect a team, <laughs> yeah. right, and could really throw them off. Uh, the Astros here. How about this? Struggling this week against the Orioles. And by the way. It's Matt Harvey Day again today. Don't yes. look now, but it is. Yeah. It was well, also Carlos Martinez Day yesterday, and, uh, you know, 3-2 final.
2: Yeah, it wasn't a happy Harvey Day last time, even though he left trailing 5-1. Baltimore rallied to win. How about the Orioles? How red hot is that team right now? Sure. Take, take How it do apart- you beat the Astros, who were the hottest team in baseball a week ago, and two in a row on the road? Yep. Do we have the Tim Murray tweet on that, by the way? Oh, that's
1: very good. Yeah, if we could put that up, guys. By the way, the Astros today are like minus 320 in the game. And that's with Garcia scheduled to go and Matt Harvey on the mound for Baltimore. Yeah, here's your tweet from Tim Murray. This is incredible.
2: Host of the nightcap, Tim Murray. The Orioles closed plus 268 at Circa against Houston in the 13-3 win. The Orioles closed plus 297 yesterday versus Houston in a 9-7 to win. I guess that would have been two days ago, right? If, uh, if you bet 100 on the Orioles on back-to-back days, you rolled over the winnings, that would have been uh, around $1,400. But who's going to bet that? Yep. Who's going to bet the Orioles as about three to one dogs on back-to-back days yep. at Houston? Would you roll it over tonight and let Matt Harvey sure. and say, let's let it ride on Matt Harvey? Matt Harvey, I, I might
1: pump the brakes right now. By the <laughs> way, homework assignment for Tim. Can you find out what this would have paid had you bet the Orioles on the reverse run line mm. in both games? Because both those cash as well.
2: He's probably asleep right now. Oh, you think so? so?
1: Um, in the American League West with the Astros, they are – seven- is,
2: This is the division where something maybe could happen.
1: Crazy could happen? Yeah. Okay. So they are clearly the, you know, the favorites now around – Minus four dollars, I think that heavy at least one book, minus three sixty, minus three fifty across the board. The A's are a game and a half back. A little bit more than two to one. Angels forty, Mariners forty or fifty to one. And the Mariners, believe it or not, are only seven and a half games back.
2: Yeah, I'm really surprised that Seattle is in that position right now. I'm not gonna predict a big second half surge. But the Astros just lost the Orioles back to back days. Um if you, if you have to pick one long shot to make a run here, would it be the Angels at 40-1 to one or the Mariners at 50-1? to one? Now You've got to consider, too, that Mike Trout's going to be coming uh, back, we think, in, in late July. I do think the Angels are starting to gain some confidence just based on that role. Shohei Otani's on. Anthony Rendon maybe starting to hit again. Angels could make a run. Do you want to get nuts? Mariners could make a run. I don't know. Maybe the long shot comes from this division.
1: So I don't have any faith in the Angels' starting staff. No, I
2: don't either. That's
1: the only thing. Could they add somebody? Are they in a position to add somebody?
2: They have the resources, but they have not shown as an organization that they would make that type of financial yeah. commitment for a pitcher. They could have done it in the off season and didn't made no attempt.
1: See, that would have been the spot had Garrett Cole. But then again, he's going yeah. through the sticky stack right. stuff, <laughs> yeah. and
2: so, but. But the Yankees overpay for him.
1: I'd love to sit here and tell you that 40 to 1 would be an awesome bet to make because Trout coming back. We saw it again yesterday with Haney going. Another over for that guy. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who you can really trust on that staff I mean, outside
2: of Otani, which is nuts. It is nuts. But I think the case you would make here is hey, Mike Trout's coming back in late July and the Angels are 40 to 1. Not a bad bet. Yeah, I don't have much faith in the Angels, but. It's something to consider in the American League West.
1: We can touch on the National League divisions coming up next. And uh, a number again to you and me that has been way too high for the entire season. That's coming up.